Baby, when I know you're only sorry you got caught 
forever your girl good morning to all our listeners around the world logged on to qmzradio.com and johnnoradio.com of course i have to say good morning to my studio audience courtesy of clubhouse excuse my raspy voice this morning i don't know if it's because of the weather we've been having some thunderstorms a lot of lightning throughout the night it's Tuesday, July 26, Turned Up Tuesday. We played today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. We don't have any international news today. We have so many stories <laughs> between the other headlines, right? News out of North America. Uh, we're starting in Canada. Two dead after all-night shooting rampage in Vancouver. Pope apologizes for devastating school abuses in Canada. Stephen Lopez, sixth defendant in the Central Park 5 rape case to be exonerated. Anti-abortion Texas lawmakers threaten a major law firm's attorneys with criminal charges and disbarment for facilitating abortions. I don't know if you heard the thunder a while ago. Oh my gosh, the house shook. Michigan medical students walk out of induction ceremony to protest keynote speaker with anti-abortion views. In business and tech news, Tesla negotiated dedicated crossing line at U.S.-Mexico border. Customers to receive $350 million settlement following massive data breach at T-Mobile. Subway offering free sandwiches for life, but winner has to get logo tattoo. Twitter says uncertainty with Elon Musk is hurting its business. In health and science news, new study finds napping often may increase risks of developing high blood pressure and strokes. Six facts you might not have learned in sex ed. Sports news, Griner's drawn-out drug trial in Russia resumes. Muhammad Ali's 1974 championship belt sells for $6.18 million. Historic pride jersey sparks player boycott in Australia. In the Caribbean corner out of the Bahamas, Caricom extremely saddened by Haitian migrant boat tragedy. Russia adds the Bahamas to unfriendly countries list. Hmm. Out of Jamaica, CPFSA to fully fund tertiary education of children exiting state care. Out of Trinidad and Tobago, Google Doodle pays homage to the steel pan. In entertainment news, Bounty Killer responds to Aishana's equal rights taunt at Reggae Sumfest. And the owners of Reggae Sumfest have um, issued an apology to Bounty Killer. In Latin America, the life of Argentina's Eva Perón, more popularly known as Evita. In Believe It or Not news, New York Bishop robbed at gunpoint while delivering church sermon on livestream. I can't wait to get to this story. <laughs> the developing, <laughs> developing stories are so... I'm amused. Let me just say that. A 100-pound sailfish 
stabs a 73-year-old woman when it jumped out the water in Florida. Woman opened fire in Dallas airport. Cop shot her. In entertainment news, Nick Cannon and Bree TC welcome baby C, Cannon's eighth child. And Coachella's parent company has allegedly given thousands in donations to Republican-led group that is anti-abortion. We'll be back with the details right after this music break. Here is some more music. We're going to kick it off with Mariah Carey, Obsessed. Just out of our mind 
And you throw tantrums while I'm twisting up No medicine is fixing us Can't tell you why, but tell you what You got me thinking I might be better on my own I hate you blowing up my phone I wish I never met your ass Sometimes it be like that But I'm not myself The night you're gone There ain't no way I'm moving on I'm not afraid to need you back Sometimes it be like that Thank you to all of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with Me Media. It is <laughs> Turned Up Tuesday. Yes, Javette. Too early to be drinking. <laughs> so as not to feel too bad about drinking early. Have coffee, tip a little, just a little hint of rum or rum cream or Bailey's Irish cream, whatever you have on hand. And that will take the guilt away so we are playing <laughs> yesterday's hits today's favorites and it's time for us to get into the details and we're starting off with stories out of north america and we're heading up north a gunman who roamed for hours through a sleeping vancouver vancouver suburb shot four people early Monday, two of them fatally, as he opened fire at a casino, a center for the homeless, and other locations before being killed by police authorities said. The attacks began in the wee hours in the bedroom community of Langley and continued until dawn. Authorities initially suggested the shootings had targeted homeless people. The first shooting occurred at midnight at the casino with more shootings at 3 a.m., 5 a.m., and 5.45 a.m., including at a residential complex that provides support for people who are transitioning out of homelessness. The other shooting scenes were a bus stop and a highway, police said. Police sent a cell phone alert to residents at 6.20 a.m. saying they were at the scene of several shootings involving transient victims, describing the gunmen and asking people to please remain alert and out of the area. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police said an emergency response team confronted the suspect not far from a highway bypass where a man was found with a gunshot to his leg. That is when officers fatally shot the man. Police later identified the shooter as Jordan Daniel Goggin, 28, of Surrey, British Columbia. They are investigating the motive. He told reporters that the suspect's death is subject to an investigation by the Independent Investigations Office of British Columbia, a civilian-led police oversight agency. Besides the man with the leg wound, a woman was also wounded and was hospitalized in critical condition. Mass shootings are less common in Canada than in the United States. The deadliest gun rampage in Canadian history happened in 2020 when a man disguised as a police officer shot people in their homes and set fires across the province of Nova Scotia, 
killing 22 people. The country overhauled its gun control laws after an attacker killed 14 women and himself. This happened in 1989 at Montreal's Ecole uh, Polytechnic College. And I hope I pronounced it right. My French is so off, right? It is now illegal to possess an unregistered handgun or any kind of rapid-fire weapon in Canada. To purchase a weapon, the country also requires training, a personal risk assessment, two references, spousal notification, and criminal record checks. So sorry to hear about that situation. I'm grateful they were able to apprehend him um, before he was able to do any more damage. Also in Canada, Pope apologizes. Yeah, Pope Francis has apologized for the Catholic Church's cooperation with Canada's devastating policy of indigenous residential schools, saying the forced assimilation of native peoples into Christian society destroyed their cultures, severed their families, and marginalized generations in ways still being felt today. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous people, Francis said near the site of the former Indian residential school, now largely torn down on lands of four Cree nations south of Edmonton, Alberta. The long-awaited apology opened Francis's week-long penitential pilgrimage to Canada, which is meant to help the church on its path of reconciliation with indigenous peoples and help victims heal. Francis's words on Monday went beyond his earlier apology for the deplorable acts of missionaries and instead took responsibility for the church's institutional cooperation with a catastrophic assimilation policy, which Canada's truth and Reconciliation Commission has said amounted to a cultural genocide. As I'm reading the story, um, I was thinking, they, but you know, why am I surprised? You know what? Why would I be surprised? Why would it be alarming to me? But anyway, let me get my thought out. So as I'm reading the article, I'm thinking back to slavery and everything the catholic church had its hand in in all of it right on the principles of christianity and what jesus taught love compassion mercy goodness grace right did they miss that part did they miss that part of the teaching when um, colonizers sought the blessings of the, <laughs> the, the, the Pope, or if they had a Pope back then, um, did the Pope not say, hey, no, you can't do that? And let us say they weren't aware, religious leaders were not aware of the true intentions of colonizers as they went throughout the world conquering lands eliminating the indigenous engaging in slavery and they found out that this is what's going on did they not try to intercept and say hey 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 stop no i'm not blessing your ships as they go forth i'm not giving you any um well wishes traveling mercies i'm not praying for all of that for you 
why didn't the church, which was founded, allegedly founded on the principles of Christ's teaching, hence the word Christian, why didn't they put a stop to it then? They had the opportunity. What were the benefits that the Catholic organization reaped from condoning these atrocities? You never heard about Jesus killing people, enslaving people, torturing people. I don't see that anywhere in the I don't see it anywhere in the Bible. Yet you say you are a representation of the Christian faith and this is what you have done. I know someone opened their mic. Please go right ahead. It was me moments. Good morning, Javette. Good morning, Javette. Wasn't looking at my phone. I'm so sorry. Oh no, that's okay. Um that thought that you just threw out there, it, it, I, for me, you can't even think about it because the church was the state before there was really church and state. Yeah, The church ran everything. So it was nothing for them to come back and say or to even think that it was wrong because that is how the world was founded they took they saw they conquered so the apologies now mm, i guess because mindsets have changed yeah but back then the church was the state and which god were they praying to did their god tell them that what they're doing is right that it's okay to do what you're doing? Yes. Morning, everyone. Good morning, James. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, so, you know, like, I wasn't going to watch it, but I, I decided that I'm going to I'll take some time out and, and look at it. And, you know, as I stood there watching it, you know, like, my body just felt numb. Like, I just have this feeling, like, it's hard to explain, like, just an overwhelming, like, numb feeling, like, my, like, <laughs> like I couldn't move, like, I was frozen. Um, and it's, it's for many things. Like, people are going to say, like, okay, the apology is good on it, you know, it's, it's good that they apologize and stuff. But I just, I don't, I, I, I don't like the optics of it. Um, beginning from arriving, um, you know, the Pope arriving in this big private plane, like this Christ-like figure on his wheelchair, <laughs> um, red carpet spread at the airport, um, government officials, um, indigenous officials meeting, meeting him at the airport. The apology was hosted like with, with this hospitality, like this dancing, this singing of indigenous music, this this celebration. And it just it just it just take me back to 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 you know picturing how this all unfolded in the first place when when you, when you go back in history and you heard that like indigenous people 
like across the Americas, that, you know, how like even someone like Christopher Columbus came to, to discover places was like the same hospitality, the same seeing this these different people coming from Europe or wherever and hosted them and 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 and, and you know roll out this red carpet for them, provide this feast, welcoming them into your home just for them to go back and come back and kill and rape your your your, your people. And it just brought back that feeling to me because I'm like why are they celebrate? What is this big celebration for? Like, I think that the optics just did not look like. If he's coming to a party, I, I prefer like a samba, like no red carpet, no dignitary, like no, no, no meeting of like Justin Trudeau or or or, or politicians. Um, you know, at one point there in the gathering, like there was a prayer, and I'm like. I don't think that was appropriate because this was the same thing that you did to these people. Yeah. Like take away their prior, their languages, and know you're there like um praying and, and, and the word like Jesus and Christ was was mentioned numerous times. Um it was very emotional, like because there there was a lot of people there that um survivors. And you could see like when the camera pointed on them, you could see the emotions, like just raw emotion. And it kinda I kinda started thinking that is it like just imagine like you know someone being molested, like your abuser, and your abuser comes back to apologize to you. And the feeling that you must be that must be the running through your body. So it 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 just didn't look good. It just didn't look good. And the, the only thing the only positive, if there's any positive, is that once there's a public apology, then the 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 um the damages they can look out to start paying damages, whether it's going to be some law lawsuit or whatever. But that's the only that's the only good thing I can take of, out of it. But the optics, everything else, just just didn't look good at all. I didn't like it. So James, out of respect. If you say you are seeking forgiveness and you are apologizing to the very people that were, um, there's no word to describe what was done to them, right? But the very people that were oppressed tragically and you come in front of them and you're still pushing your God on these people. So nothing has really changed. And you're right. It's all about optics. Yeah. And, and there, was this, there was this scene to like this, this woman, she was, she was very emotional. She's like a survivor, very emotional. And she was singing the, the national anthem in, in their language mm -hmm. um, in front of the Pope. And she was, you know, Almost like, you know, like almost like a scene where someone was getting in, in spirit, mm -hmm. like that type of thing. And she was, she was so emotional and that, that just sent chills through my body because, you know, like, you know, the, 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 the Canadian national anthem, that's, that's not their anthem, but you know, she's singing that, you know, you know, that, that's, that's the European people stuff. That's not their thing, but she's singing that and she's 
standing in front of the Pope, like, crying. And I think the Pope himself got emotional, too. And, you know, I'm not going to say, say blame this Pope because he was not around for those stuff, but it just... It just don't look good. And and then in, in his speech, he was calling for investigation. I'm like, investigation for what? The people who did this, the, the government officials who, who, who ordered it, they're dead. The people who, who, who were part of it, who carried carry it out, they're dead. Because the survivors that, that were present there, they were kids at that time. And they're like in their 50s and 60s. So I'm like, to call for like um, investigation is just like, I don't even know what they're trying to do or to say because <laughs> nothing is not. What, what are you going to investigate? Investigate the truth. Investigate you know? the proof that investigate everything that everybody already knows. Just get on with the business. Get on with the business. Um, so let me ask you, James, did the indigenous people did they perform any of their rights? Did they have a cultural show to entertain the Pope, you said? Yes, yeah, so they, okay. they, they had a cultural show. That, and that's what the thing too, like they were entertaining, and I call it entertainment. The same thing that they, was done years ago. Yeah. They, they, went, they went to the Vatican because there's a delegation that went there and they went there and they entertained him. Yeah. They entertained him when he came to the airport. They entertained him yesterday at the first, one of the first um, sites that they went to. Um, and they put, you know, the, the, the indigenous, the chief, the chief um, crown, mm -hmm. they placed one of it on his head. And the guy that was placing it was like visible, like shaking. I don't know if it was because of emotion or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the Pope himself looked a bit emotional when the guy was placing it on his head. Mm -hmm. But it was just them entertaining him. And that's what I, I just didn't like. Because it, it just... Circus. Because like for me, like I'm picturing like, okay, like I'm home. Somebody come and break my uh, break into my house. Take away everything. Like abuse, rape um, my family and stuff like that. And then them leave. And then they're going to come back to my house to apologize to me. And, and you, then and you give cook. them dinner. <laughs> I'm gonna cook. I'm gonna cook the biggest food and give them. I'm, and then I'm gonna send my kids to come and dance and sing and mm -hmm. entertain them. And that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. Like that's what it felt. So I I didn't like it. It should have been them entertaining the indigenous people. They they should be the puppets in the circus. Um, you know, they in the Bible it talks about turning the other cheek. Who turns the other cheek? The person who is oppressed, raped, abused, murdered, that, that's the one who is supposed to turn the other cheek. I guess that's how it works. 26 years after the dismissal of his co-defendants, a sixth man charged in the historic Central Park 5 rape case is anticipated to have his conviction overturned on Monday. Stephen Lopez will appear in court on Monday for a hearing to overturn his conviction. As a teenager, Lopez made a deal with Manhattan prosecutors to plead guilty to a lesser crime of robbing a male jogger. Lopez, now 48, was arrested alongside five other black and Latino teens in 1989 for attacking white jogger Trisha Miele, or Miele, 
His co-defendants, the Central Park Five, were subsequently found guilty at trial and sentenced to six and 13 years in prison before being released in 2002. Following a nine-month review of the case, the convictions were overturned due to significant evidence not shown to the jury, including DNA that connected serial rapist Matias Reyes to the crime. In 2003, the five sued the city for $250 million, claiming they had been wrongfully imprisoned and convicted. During that time, Mayor Bloomberg opposed settling with the men, a stance later reversed by Mayor de Blasio. In 2014, the city paid $41 million to settle the lawsuit. Despite pleading guilty to robbery in 1991 to avoid rape charges, Lopez has not received any settlements for his wrongful prosecution. Anyone familiar with this case? Why, if they sued for $250 million, why weren't they paid $250 million? That was to be divided amongst the five of them. Why $41 million? They settled for $41 million? I would have held out for the two fifty. That's me. Um, or as close to it as possible. I don't remember the story in its entirety, but they pled guilty. And that's one of the main things I say. If I get arrested for something I didn't do, I will never plead out for a shorter sentence. Yeah. I'm just going to be up under the jail forever, I guess. I guess. Like, in all seriously. Yeah. Seriousness, I mean, I'm going to be up under the jail. So they would not have gotten that full amount because, unfortunately, they pled guilty. <laughs> Javette, isn't it funny? Well, good morning, good morning. Isn't good it morning. funny, Javette? Good morning, Andal. Isn't it funny, Javette, that um, you're going to court to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, but then... The court wants you to lie. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember, the court so, don't so know it, about this prior. Yeah. This is the so-called lawyers. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> but you have to remember this case, you know. You have to remember this case with the, the with the Central Five, Central Park Five. Is there were kids at the time, and they were coerced heavily. I mean, they were in there for hours, days, and just being coerced by crooked cops and a lot of things weren't brought to the table uh and these guys were just i mean they're kids they're kids and they're just willing to just take anything to just get Did it out they have just parents and that could fight for them they, and speak up for them no, and say no no i mean the parents they're they, no because what happened is so some of these guys they, they got took and the parents didn't know if you go back and watch the, the the story about these guys um you know and also even so, these the crooked cops they 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 fabricate because so, they split them up and then fabricate so many other things in terms of just having just throwing they basically just pick five guys and just say we're going to do whatever it takes to make this stick to them and that's what happened. That's so, what happened. So wow. so they they actually fold under the pressure of crooked prosecution and crooked cops uh to take a to take to just take something you know the kid that this last kid what happened is i mean because everybody was going for rape but he just said listen i'll take i'll take i'll take the robbery charge which nothing happened 
You know what I mean? And and, and just just to see that years later they never used DNA, and years later they found the DNA of a serial rapist that did it. You know what I mean? So they just went in the park because these kids were just, you know, and one of the kids was a very good kid. I mean, he was a basketball player. All that stuff just happened to just left home to go into the park to go play basketball and then got, just got snatched up. He didn't, he wasn't, he didn't even know what was happening. So let me ask you a question, Andel. The jogger, Trisha, where is she? What happened to her? Did she not have something to do with them being accused? No, she just said she was. <laughs> she, she just said she was raped, and she, so park. she That's didn't it. have. So she didn't have to identify anybody from a lineup. She First didn't have to do any no, of that. No, 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 no. no, no. What no, in no, the no, morning, everyone? Oh, Good morning, Jesus. everyone. None of that happened. No. None of that happened. This is worse None than I just, thought. Listen, they just went yeah. to the park, grab, grab some kids, and just slap it on them. That's it. And let me ask. Kids, so let me ask you another actually... question, Andel. So with the with the case going on, Trisha, the white woman, at no point got up and said, "No, no, 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 no. It wasn't them. It no. wasn't five people. It was no. one person." No, 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 no. 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 To this day, oh, no, 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 no. Um, wow. No. 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 And they were kids when Andel said they were, they were kids. kids. They were like. 14 yep, they were young, kids. young 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 kids. kids they were just playing back what we used to do back in the day play basketball in the park yeah. at night yep so doesn't she have some responsibility in this what whatever sentencing and um was meted I, out I to mean, them you, you, i don't you, think she knew you, you, i don't think she know because it was that bad Listen. So, so for instance, is the cops and the crooked cops and prosecution just went out and said, "We're going to get conviction for this because this, this is this is unacceptable." They didn't care who it was. They care what it was. They were just going to go out, and that's what. And they just grab a bunch of kids, slap them, split them up, slap them into a room, have them with hunger into this place for for hours, and drilling them, changing the story, uh, you know, everything to the kids. They just break under pressure. That's it. You know, there's a reason why certain things don't happen to me. Yeah. There's a reason. We have to remember as well what time frame this was. This was a long, this was, I mean, not that it changes anything now, unfortunately. 1989. um, Yeah, not that it changes anything, unfortunately. But to to answer your question, it was just one of the, you have to really watch it and read through the details. As Javette and Andel said, it was just a huge injustice, a huge injustice. The boys were just, they were brought in and they were forced to say that they were guilty. They didn't know, they didn't even know what happened. They were on a different side of the park. They didn't even know what happened. Uh, and so, you know, Rosola, yeah. I don't mean to go down this road, but who should be afraid of who? You're walking by them and they're That's clutching right. their purses and they're looking at you and, uh, and avoiding you. Who should be afraid of who? It just happened to me in the store. It just happened to me in the store. One parent, one parent in the situation didn't even know her son was arrested. Didn't even know. The son just went missing. They they came, took him, and even when she went to the station, um, even when she went to the station, they told her he's not there. The other kid... Wow! Another kid, hold on, another kid, he went down to check on his friend. 
because he was there in the park with them. He went and he saw his friend got grabbed, went home and went down to the station, sat outside trying to get information on this friend and they grabbed him. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This is... All right, I'm definitely going to have to... Yes. Excuse you me, need watch to, you this. You definitely need to go watch this. You need to definitely go watch the, the, the documentary. You that, know, that you tell know, the story I'll tell you something, Andel. I tried sometimes to avoid watching these things because they get you so riled up and they take you to a place mentally that you really don't want to go. It gets you angry. And if you're not careful, you become a hateful person. Right? It does. It does. It does. It does. It, does. it does. it truly does. Because, I mean, for me, watching it, it really got me heated. And But, uh, you know what? It's good you, you can watch it, even though it's going to get you heated and emotional. You, you watch it because you want to be in the know. And you want to be in the know of what they're capable of. You know what I mean? Definitely, especially for you and your, your, your have young boys. Yeah. You, bo- you know what I mean? So, trust me, it, it is it is heart-wrenching to watch, but you know, definitely check it out. Wow. Wow. So, in 2003, we're in 2022. Why has it taken so long for them to reverse the conviction on this sixth um, man, Stephen Lopez? Why is it taken so long? The big roar was about the five guys who were charged for rape. That's why everything is called the Central Park Five. This one was charged for for robbery because he pleaded for a lesser sen- lesser sentence to say I robbed her rather than raping, raping her. her. Okay, you know what I mean. So everything when they went to court, when they went to court and everything, the the five was actually, um, you know, was was just big thing. I mean, I th- even Donald Trump had taken out took took had had taken out um what do you call it big advertisement on the back of the new york times about about them and how there needs to be hanged or whatever oh yes I, yes i remember that it, yeah because, yeah it, it catches so much and so because all that attention was on it uh those five with you know they were accused of raping her so that's where the whole they, that's that's the main focus on those five this one he he never got charged for rape he took a lesser plea for a uh, robbery and that's what happened you know when you hear he of wasn't, these he when, wasn't he, he wasn't charged with them and uh-huh. that's why we vacate the whole uh you know with the other five they, they're all together right because case wasn't with their case yeah you know when you hear these things um and whilst you might in some cases feel that capital punishment should be you know the way to go really and truly we have to be careful because and i'm sure there are people who have been put to death wrongfully for crimes that were not committed all because the 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 white person is believed their word is bond and you know the black man or the latino man is just wrong no matter what so a lot of people have been put to death and i remember i do remember donald trump crying out saying they should be hanged yeah can you imagine if that was to happen these innocent children their lives taken so what about all these 
white men and their ancestors, what, what happened? Why, why don't you call for them to be hung too? The Texas state legislature has threatened Sidley Austin, one of the nation's most prominent law firms, with criminal prosecution and disbarment if it helps facilitate abortions. According to the letter submitted to the firm's management committee chair, Texas Freedom Caucus learned that Sidley Austin is reimbursing travel costs of employees who leave Texas to murder their unborn children. The firm is also accused of participating in illegal abortions. Representative Mayers Middleton, the caucus chair, warned Sidley Austin that abortion was a felony unless the mother's life was at risk. Middleton notes the law covers drug-induced abortions if any part of the drug regimen is ingested in Texas, even if the drugs were dispensed by an out-of-state abortionist. If Sidley Austin violates the law, Middleton threatens to prosecute and disbar the firm and its partners. The letter claims that Sidley may have aided or abetted drug-induced abortions in violation of the Texas Heartbeat Act by paying for abortions or abortion-related travel, in which the patient ingested the second drug in Texas after receiving the drugs from an out-of-state provider. The letter says that legal action is being taken to identify the attorneys responsible for this. The Texas Heartbeat Act was enacted in, on September 1, 2021, and the letter orders Sidley to save all records about any attorney who essentially assisted any woman in getting an abortion after that date. The letter continues by warning the law firm and its 2,000 lawyers that new legislation will be introduced during the next legislative session of the Texas State Legislature that will specifically target firms that pay for abortions. As part of the legislation, private citizens will also be able to sue anyone who pays for an elective abortion performed on a Texas resident whether they pay directly or reimburse. Furthermore, a $10,000 bounty will incentivize citizens to bring these lawsuits. Any lawyer who violates the anti-abortion law can be disbarred by the Texas State Bar. If the bar refuses to act, the public can sue it and get a judge to order the bar to disbar the lawyer. The proposed legislation would give any DA in the state the right to prosecute, even outside their jurisdiction, should there be any DAs who refuse to enforce the law. Wow, Javette. Texas is gung-ho. Texas is gung-ho. And then some. And this is going to be the new thing that everybody needs to watch when it comes to vote in their Texas primaries. Because they're going to sneak these little laws in. And now they're going after lawyers. They're going to soon go after corporations. Because a lot of corporations had stated that they would allow their employees to go out of state and have specific procedures done. 
This is that. This is that frackinaco, and it's just starting. Hold on, Andal. Hold on, please. Yes, yes, Javert. Go finish. This is that frackinaco, and it's just starting. It is just starting. I, I, I mean, they're not even letting some cancer patients get their treatments because of these specific drugs that can also be used to allow a woman to. I mean, the word that they're using, I, I, I don't even want to say it out loud, mm -hmm. but the M word that is in this article is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So in other words, Javette, um, they don't care if the child, and let's go back to the example of the 10 year old child, right? They don't care that that 10 year old child was raped she's to have the child and if you ingest you know what Th this makes no sense so in other words if you're in the state of texas and you get pregnant and you don't want to carry this child to term and you leave this it is best then to leave the state and go somewhere else where you can get your abortion and don't go back what happens if you leave you spend some time there and come back. Will you still be under threat? Yes, Mirage because of the Stone. other part of that law. Your neighbors or whoever might have known that you left the state to do what you did can now come behind and sue you or sue the doctor or sue the attorney. Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. The transportation you take out of state can be charged as well. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, let me this be quiet. Is, this is this is too much. I'm sorry. This is too much and going too far. And for all th this is where well, all the Karens are going to be busy paying attention. What checking people's garbages to see who is on their cycle, who had a cycle, who. Uh, uh, whoa. I mean, ladies. Women, girls, anybody who is raped, shut your mouth. This is what it is telling you now. If you've been raped, to shut your mouth. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't go to a police station and report the rape because they're going to want to do a rape kit, right? And let us say they find out now that you're pregnant and all of a sudden you're no longer pregnant. They're going to come after you. So you've been raped. And then you're going to be charged with murder on top of that. Isn't that kind of sad? People need to go and buy those plan B pills before they take them off the market. And that's the last word I'm going to say. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I agree with you on that one. Do you think, Joette, do you think you're going to see a lot of suicide rate going up between victim uh, people who are raped and got impregnated in these places and cannot go through with this you know the procedure do you think a lot of people are going to or even just being pregnant and just freaking out know what to do because a lot of these people their next resort was to my parents i don't want my parents to know or my community to know or my past to know so now they would go and do the procedure do you think do you think that there's going to be a lot of are an increase in the stats for um, suicide amongst these people? It's going to be an increase 
in suicides. There's going to be more civil unrest. I, I, I mean, it's just sad. And I'm not even... I'm not even thinking about the young children, unfortunately, that may make a mistake or the person that is raped because it's not even just babies getting raped. Right. I mean, Texas is has a huge um, trafficking <laughs> um, where women are just being snatched up and sold as sex slaves. Yeah, you're also going to have, I'm sorry, good morning. You're also going to have domestic a lot of domestic yes. issues because you, there's yes. a large number of women who've been threatened to have an abortion. Now you don't have that option <sighs> at threat or not. Psychological warfare, emotional warfare, uterus warfare. Who wins? Who wins in all of this? What's the agenda, though, um, moment? We know they need the white population to be built up because the threat is looming that the, the white population is going to be the minority in a couple of decades. It's, it's, the writing is on the wall. You know, and that's 100%. what they're scared of. They're, they're very afraid of that because how dare um, <clears throat> excuse me, minorities become the majority in a country that was left for them by their ancestors a country that was stolen was given to them we can't have minorities um taking over and ruling no no we are superior we are superior white is right i think i think in protest um every like white american woman should go find himself a black guy get pregnant you know <laughs> see, 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 if, see if they're going to they're going to go after interracial relationship after that but it's on the I agenda like, I like style, James. it's on like the agenda style. already um james um remember we spoke about it last week with the reversal of gay marriages did you didn't know that um interracial marriages under that same bill so if they reverse that you can no longer marry someone out of your race either so that's on the agenda. But, but moments, you think you think um justice, what's his name, is doing it for himself because he wants out of his marriage? <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know she was gonna look like that as he got older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she was ever beautiful, but. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that's part of immigration control because they know that so many uh, black men are getting with white women for a green card. But when when I arrived to Texas, Texas has a huge um, interracial community. Mm -hmm. It's huge here. There's so many of them. I was shocked when I arrived in Texas. And there are plenty in Georgia, too. I remember when we were living in Atlanta between 2000, <clears throat> excuse me, 2005 to 2013. And our hangout spot was at the Mall of Georgia. 
And I want to say at least 70% of the children, as you looked at them, as pale as they were, as you looked at them, you could tell they were biracial. And sure enough, here come the parents. And majority of the, the couples are white women with black husbands. You see, you would see a few black women with white men, but the, mostly what you would see is white women with black husbands. Yeah, so it's rampant in the South. <laughs> them Southern people, they love them some chocolate. Um, I'll also add, I went to a predominantly white institution in Georgia, the University of Georgia. Uh, the, yeah, Bulldogs. And, yeah, yeah, so I've seen a lot of, you know, those interracial couples, but there are also a lot of educated black women who married white men and who chose to um, be with white men. So I'll put that out there too. Um, I was as much as you, you see in the in school I didn't see the white woman getting with black guys. Really? You know, black guys mm -hmm, the black guys got with other black women but a lot of the black girls, they ended up being with white men. Wow. I know that if you head downtown, Georgia Tech, um, what's the other one that's downtown? Um, Georgia State. Georgia State. Georgia Tech might be, yeah, different. Yeah. They, you'll find more black couples there or, you know, black guys, black girls. But I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know if it's a part of Georgia I was living in, but. At Nevada, Georgia, you would see these kids, and most of the women, the mothers are white. Beautiful kids, not gonna lie, children are adorable. Um, yeah, the father saved a lot of them. But you found the athletes, the athletes, the black men did um, date and marry white women. White women. But yeah. like the, the people, the, the men there for like academics, academia, they were with other black women. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a that's a, uh, a that's like a breeding process, and and it's crazy because I remember being in high school, and like we graduated in a, on a championship team. The following year, I would have had an orange ball ring to follow my high school championship ring, and it was weird because I was working at a restaurant, and this this white family, the father was trying to push me to, towards his daughter. And he was like, he was bragging at the table talking about, yeah, he's going to be, a, he's going to OU, he's going to be a big Orange Bowl star, you know, he's going to be, you know, man, it was crazy, and it blew my mind. They didn't want and you, I was like, they want your potential. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's like a gambling act. It's yeah. like, what in the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of them go to college to be wives. You know, they don't go to college for a job. They True. they go They go to find their husband. That is true. You're absolutely right. You are very right about that. They are qualified housewives. And that, that I've was, never heard that before. You didn't really? know that? Where are you? Um, yeah, yeah, that was new to me too. <laughs> yeah. And you have some husbands who want their wives to be qualified housewives. Um, they want, because they want to make sure that, you know, the children's, um, homework is done that they're up to par uh, yeah you do have that 
<laughs> they'll tell you and they'll especially like in the south the mindset the culture is woman you're supposed to be submissive to your husband mm -hmm. you supposed to take care of the household take care of the kids xyz and if you want to find a certain man where you gonna find him at call it yeah <laughs> so some women will tell you you know that's their goal and women have told me you know that's their that's their goal and you'll see what they 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 hang around certain places around certain people they know they know all the football players names their jersey numbers they are all the games they're in all the associations that have to do with football they get close their football managers they're just then the third and then they end up being with a football player Wow, you are so right. I mean, now that I can, now that I'm hearing it, you, when you're in college, you're not really paying attention to that because that's not <laughs> from the man's perspective. You're not, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking about how am I going to get my next ring and, and uh, you know, the, the next hookup. But, but to think about getting somebody actually trying to court you, you know, what I'm saying? it's like, but you're right because I've seen that. Yeah, it's so but I, I've always thought, why is it that every you know, because a lot of these athletes, they go to college, they come out, and they're going to the leagues or whatever it is, and you're going with a white girl. And I'm always wondering why. So it's actually set like that. They go out and they target these. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Wow. It's, it's, wow. It's, a, it's a scheme. It is a scheme, wow. Andel. And wow. unfortunately, the black young men fall for it. And here's the thing. A lot of them, they're home the homes they come out of, um, contribute to them falling for that. Because a lot of them, their parents, their mother, the grandmother, the aunts, whoever, makes them feel as though once you have a white woman on your arm, you have arrived. Then you have those who say, don't carry any nappy hair kids in my home. I want some, according to them, pretty hair babies. You know, get somebody who I, I want some light skinned grandkids. I've heard those things. I've heard that. I yeah. mean, I've heard it. I've heard it even in Jamaica because I have a cousin of mine where his mom used to tell him those things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it happens. It Can happens. I take it a step further? Yeah, go right ahead, Jody. And then we're going to move think on. Think about being a young man in university and having someone making sure you eat, making sure your food's good, making sure you get up and go to practice on time. Like some, these women are going above and beyond for these men, like from a young age. So when they graduate with these women, like it's because they also feel like this person have been with me. As a black woman, mm -hmm. for a lot of us, it's above us to be doing all that, especially a university for some guy like we're not playing the same by the same rules of the same game <laughs> you know like for real there are some black women who do all that and they come out and their wives and whatever but for majority of us it's not it but for those women that they they understand like this is their place and for the men they appreciate that because they do want somebody who's gonna take care of them you know yeah. especially going through the type the the type of process that they're going through because they're up early in the morning for tutoring they got practice they got classes and sometimes these women they're bringing them peace yeah and good sex but so. Jody, and jody and to <laughs> add to that and i'm glad you brought that up and i remember in days after dark a couple weeks ago marlon asked the question is the black woman groomed to be a wife the white woman is groomed to be a wife 
the Latino woman is groomed to be a wife, but the black woman is taught to be independent, get in your bag, don't take no crap from nobody, you don't bow down to anybody. Yeah. So there's a difference. So we are taught to be aggressive or assertive. Let me use that word, more assertive. How dare you ask me to cook your meals? Oh, no, honey, you better get a maid or cook it yourself. Who, me? Clean the bathroom? No, you better hire somebody to do that. I'm not doing that. Me? Fold your clothes? Do your laundry? Oh, no, baby. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I didn't go to college for that. Submissive right yeah so we do have to keep it moving somebody wanted to make one more comment okay so in michigan this is interesting dozens of incoming university of michigan medical students walked out of their medical school induction ceremony on sunday to protest a keynote speaker with anti-abortion views dr Kristen collier an assistant professor of internal medicine at the university began delivering her keynote speech Several dozen students abruptly stood up and began filing out of the auditorium video shows. Some audience members can also be seen leaving. Before Sunday's white coat ceremony, in which incoming medical students are cloaked with their first medical coats, some students had petitioned the school to replace Kalia with another speaker, citing her anti-abortion views. Medical student Elliot Brannan, who helped organize the petition, told CNN more than 300 medical students had signed it. The walkout and petition were mostly organized by incoming medical students with the support of current students, Brannan said. This is not simply a disagreement on personal opinion, the petition said. Through our demand, we are standing up in solidarity against groups who are trying to take away human rights and restrict medical care. Kalia, who also directs the medical school's program on health, spirituality, and religion, has previously expressed anti-abortion views, including in a May 4 tweet. The university told CNN Kalia was chosen to be the keynote speaker by members of the medical school's Gold Humanism Honor Society. In a statement, the university stood by the decision to keep her as the event speaker. The university also reiterated that its reproductive care still includes abortion. Those were our stories out of North America. When we return, we have business and tech news along with health and science news. Here is TLC with Unpretty.
to all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com janoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views it's turned up tuesday we're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. For music while you work or play to get you through your day, log on to the Quality Music Zone QMZRadio.com. Coming up after this, we have business and tech news. Keep it locked. Seven PM Eastern tonight, the Rose Solo Show live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, FutureFM.net, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM ninety-eight point nine up there in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Make sure you tune into that. She has a very special guest, someone who was fe- featured in the Forbes magazine. Oh, 
and we are gonna get into the business and tech news right now Tesla negotiated dedicated crossing lane at U.S.-Mexico border. Crossing the U.S.-Mexico border is about to get a whole lot easier for Tesla and its suppliers after the electric car company negotiated a dedicated crossing lane with the state of Nuevo León. The lane is located at the Colombia Solidarity Border Checkpoint near Laredo, Texas. It is adorned with a green highway sign bearing the company's logo. The deal follows the company's move from Silicon Valley in California to Austin, Texas last year. And while details of how Tesla acquired the lane are scarce, Nuevo León's economy minister Ivan Rivas said only that it was a simple incentive. What we want is a crossing that's much more expedited and efficient, Rivas said. And maybe there will be a lane for other companies in the future like there is for Tesla. The Colombia Solidarity Checkpoint is considered one of the less busy border crossings, according to Bloomberg. At its most active, commercial crossings usually average about 20 minutes. The dedicated lane is only available for crossing into Mexico. The U.S.-managed crossings do not offer a specific lane for any company at this time. For northbound commercial trucks at the Colombia Solidarity Bridge, Currently, there are only the regular cargo lanes and the free and secure trade or fast lane, which is for the exclusive use of companies that are enrolled in the CBP Trade Partnership Against Terrorism Program. This is according to a CBP spokesperson. There is no separate dedicated lane for Tesla or any specific company. Well, at least six of Tesla's suppliers are located in the state of Nuevo León, which is up from zero companies in the electric vehicle industry before 2021. Rivas estimates that this year, between 5% and 7% of investment in the state will come from the electric vehicle sector. Nuevo León is turning into an electromobility hub, he said. All right, Tesla. Okay. Okay, money talk and everything else works. Um, As a result of a data breach disclosed last year, T-Mobile has agreed to pay out $350 million to settle multiple class action lawsuits. On Friday, T-Mobile also agreed to spend an additional $150 million on cybersecurity through the end of 2023 as part of the proposed settlement. Court documents detailing the proposed agreement were submitted to the Western District of Missouri U.S. District Court. According to a court filing included with the settlement deal, the proposed class will consist of more than 76 million U.S. citizens affected by the incident. During its initial statement surrounding the breach, T-Mobile believed a hacker had obtained information on roughly 53 million current, former, and potential customers. In August 2021, the company started looking into the breach after Vice uncovered allegations on the dark web that allegedly offered T-Mobile customer data for sale. If T-Mobile's $350 million is approved, it will be used to pay out to class members and cover legal and administrative costs. 
I don't I, I I really don't see much going to the class members. I'ma say that, but I'ma keep it moving. I don't know how many of you really love Subway that you would go as far as to get a tattoo. But anyway, a group of Subway customers will be competing for an incredible offer, but there's a catch. Officials with the sandwich chain said they are offering one person the chance to get free sandwiches for life. However, the winner will have to get a 12 by 12 inch tattoo off the logo for the Subway series of new sandwiches. The tattoo will go on the sternum or back. Nine people will compete for the grand prize at a Las Vegas block party on Wednesday. The winner will receive $50,000, but that $50,000 is in Subway gift cards every year. Really? You want me to put a heck of heck of a tattoo, a one foot, am I right? How many? Uh, three feet. Uh, 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 12 by 12. One foot tattoo on my body. Of a subway logo for $50,000 that I can't even, unless I'm going to turn around and sell. But even it's not worth $50,000. I'm sorry. If I was homeless, I would do it. <laughs> because at least I'd have free food for a year and take that huge tattoo it's every year it's every year for life you have to get it wait you have to get a tattoo every year no 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 you get the tattoo and then you get the fifty thousand dollars in gift cards every year for the rest for life um yeah i would do that if i was homeless I'm, I mean, I mean, like homeless, like like California homeless, like Skid Row, Skid, Skid Row. Row homeless. Yes, yes, yes. Like no family, no nothing, homeless. Wow. I guess I'll be broke forever. <laughs> Some things I'm just not doing. I don't have any tattoos, by the way. I'm a clean slate. Um, have I ever thought about get, getting a tattoo? Yeah never followed through um always worried about the pain and then always concerned about the needle that's used on everybody and i you know a whole bunch of excuses but do i regret not getting one no not at all so quick question how are the winners chosen is it just a name being pulled out of a hat or something we don't know we don't know how they're gonna do it so let's see how they do it <laughs> we're gonna hear but uh tomorrow they're having the the winner um should be announced tomorrow yeah las vegas block party on wednesday let's see how that works out so twitter says uncertainty with elon musk is hurting its business twitter's battle with elon musk is weighing on its business the company on friday reported revenue of $1.18 billion for the three months ending in June, a decline of 1% from the prior year. Twitter attributed the sales drop in part to uncertainty related to Musk's pending acquisition, which he is currently fighting to get out of. 
Twitter also said the shrinking sales were due in part to challenges with its advertising business caused by issues in the larger economy, potentially adding to concerns about an advertiser pullback in the social media industry. Snapchat's parent company on Thursday reported slower than expected revenue growth, which it blamed in part on recession and inflation fares, cutting into advertising budgets. Snap stock was down 31.5% in pre-market trading on Friday. Investors appeared to have a more muted reaction to Twitter's numbers. Shares of Twitter were down about 2% in pre-market trading Friday following the report. And now it's time for health and science news. A new study finds napping often may increase risks of developing high blood pressure and strokes and this is courtesy of Bala alert a new study found taking naps on a regular basis could be linked to high blood pressure and stroke the large study used data from 360,000 participants who were tracked from 2006 to 2019 and provided their napping habits to the uk biobank the research found that those who nap during the day were 12% more likely to develop high blood pressure over time. Additionally, they were found to be 24% more likely to have a stroke. The results demonstrate that napping increases the incidence of hypertension and stroke. After adjusting or considering many variables known to be associated with the risk for cardiovascular disease and stroke, said Dr. Phyllis Z, and she is the director of the Center for uh, Circadian and Sleep Medicine at Northwestern University, Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago. And that's according to CNN Health. Clinical psychologist Michael Grandier said some people are swapping in a full rest of naps, which could be putting a damper on their health. This may be because although taking a nap itself is not harmful, many people who take naps may do so because of poor sleep at night Poor sleep at night is associated with poorer health, and naps are not enough to make up for that. Suppose you're taking naps at, a, at an age younger than 60. In that case, napping often increases the risk of developing high blood pressure by 20%. The study also found that people who take naps regularly also tended to smoke cigarettes, drink often, or struggle with snoring or insomnia, according to CNN Health. I'm a napper, and probably because I don't sleep eight hours. Hmm. Am I concerned? No. I snore. No. Marlon says I snore. I don't know if I snore. Um, but hmm, that's interesting. Interesting study. So watch those naps, I guess. Six facts, six facts you might not have learned in sex ed. Courtesy of CNN, accurate and comprehensive sex education can be difficult to find in the United States, and people may not always be aware that they are not receiving sufficient information. As of July, only 29 U.S. states and the District of Columbia mandate sex ed, and of those states, only 11 require that the information provided be medically accurate, according to the Guttmacher Institute, a nonprofit research and policy organization 
that focuses on sexual and reproductive rights worldwide. Additionally, the use of social media can allow misinformation to spread more rapidly, and that's according to a 2021 study by the University of Louisville in Kentucky. Misinformation and misconceptions can lead to consequences, including unplanned pregnancy, sexually transmitted infections and diseases, and increased fear and stigma around sex and sexual health, said Kristen Mark, who is a sex and relationship researcher and professor in family medicine and community health at the University of Minnesota Medical School's Institute for Sexual and Gender Health in Minneapolis. Here, sex educators and researchers break down some common misconceptions and share accurate information that you may not have learned in traditional sex education. Sex and sexual health are not just about the physical act. Often people believe sexual health is only related to sex itself. New York City-based sexuality educator Logan Levkov said, in reality, sexual health is a state of physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being in relation to sexuality. It has to do with how we take care of our bodies in a holistic way, how we navigate mental health and access the access we have to the information and services, the culture we're living in. Understanding and promoting sexual health can allow people to feel empowered in their bodies and sexual decisions and can open up discussion around these topics, potentially allowing people to challenge these misconceptions more directly. Normal does not exist. The most common question Levkov feels is, am I normal? People don't want to feel like they're weird, they're the outsider, that there's something wrong with them. Some people might wonder if they got their first period at a normal age. However, menstruation, including the onset and length of one's period, varies from person to person, according to the Mayo Clinic. There is no single definition of normal, according to Levkov. Each person is unique. Searching for normal may not be the most beneficial thing. Instead, people can learn about their own bodies and desires. STIs are not always visible. Stigmas that people who have sexually transmitted diseases or infections are quote-unquote dirty and those who don't are quote-unquote clean have dominated narratives around sex. Teaching comprehensive sex ed does not mean people will have more sex. In the U.S., only 11 states and the District of Columbia require that the importance of consent to sexual activity be covered in sex education. And that's according to the Guttmacher Institute. Consent or an agreement between parties to engage in sexual activity is an important component of sex. Some believe sex education is about morals and values, but it really is about health information, including understanding bodily autonomy and consent. Sex education gives people the opportunity to learn that saying yes is just as important as saying no and vice versa. Covering topics such as consent in sex education classes does not mean people are going to run out and have sex. Instead, it means people will understand how to navigate the world better, both when it comes to sex and when it doesn't. 
I'm thinking back to um, sex education in high school. Um, yeah, we weren't taught about the social well-being, uh, the emotional well-being, the mental well-being. And we weren't taught about sexuality. I think if I remember well, um, we were taught about the sexual organs. And that if you engage in sexual activity, you could become pregnant. And if you become pregnant, the, the um, ostracizing from society and the shame that you're bringing on your family and the, um, your education being short-lived and you putting yourself at the bottom of the toting pole, it was a negative, if you ask me. I think that what was transferred to us was very negative. Sex was looked as looked at as something that was bad <laughs> and if you indulge in it before getting married you are some wicked person you are this sinner doomed for hell <laughs> that that's what i remember and i may be wrong i don't know that's what i gathered from it oh you're engaging in sex oh you are a sinner you're scorned nobody talks about sexuality Nobody addresses the emotions and the feelings. The feelings you may experience. So, go right ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mom, it's, it's, it's so funny that you say that because um, in that room that I'm in, <laughs> There are people as young as myself that still walk in the belief that um, if you go outside of the little bit that you may have heard or learned back in the day, meaning that if you don't open yourself up to maybe even having sex outside of your bedroom, right? that it's some dirty thing. And I mean, there has been pastors that have come in the room and the conversations he says he has with the people of his church, it all stemmed back from what you're saying right now, as well as the church. Mm -hmm. So the church, as we can see throughout even this entire um, day has a big part to play on people's mentalities. Yep. And it's sad. I yield my mic. You're absolutely right, Javet. We were not taught to embrace sexuality. And when you think about it, in the Caribbean, how many people referred to the genitals by the right names it's as though you were ashamed to call a penis a penis or a vagina a vagina breast breast they, they, they have every other name under the book for parts of our body because of the shame that's attached to it and yes it haunts us to this day. And it should not have been. 
sex was created for humans to enjoy, not only for procreation, it's the merging of souls, it's the coming together. I don't know. But, of course, everybody seems to think when you talk about sex, it's just the physical act. They're forgetting that there are so many aspects to sex. It's not just about being in bed with somebody and getting physical. No. There are a lot of people who wrestle with sexuality. They're, they're not sure if what they're feeling is right. They have found themselves feeling some attraction, a woman finding herself um, having feelings for another woman, but doesn't know how to express that. She doesn't know if it's right or wrong because there's nobody to talk to because dare her bring it up, she is shunned. Likewise with a man. We don't know if they're going through a phase because... They're trying to identify, figure themselves out. I know I'm a woman, but why is it that every time I look on another woman, I'm feeling this way? I need it to be explained to me. But you can't talk about it. You'll be condemned for it. Oh, you're going to hell on a one-way ticket. Instead of having conversation. But probably they didn't understand it themselves either or didn't take the time to try to understand sexuality. How can you understand something that was never taught to you, though? You can be attracted to the opposite sex and not want to have sex with the opposite sex. Yeah. They weren't, we weren't taught we weren't taught. There's people to this day that feel that the only reason to have sex is to have a baby. Yeah. It's to procreate. Yeah. To this day. Yeah. But did the scare tactic that our parents and grandparents used really work, though? What was a scare tactic in the in the Caribbean community? Trying to carry a picnic home opinion. I'm going to put you out. But didn't people still turn up pregnant? Yes. And the people who are telling you, you better not come up in here pregnant. They had children out of wedlock. The hypocrisy, right? Instead of sitting down and having a conversation and saying, you know, Javette, my daughter, my preference would be for you to not indulge in sexual activity until you're a certain age or until you've acquired certain things academically because the possibility exists that you may get pregnant and with the pregnancy becomes a whole lot of responsibility that you're not prepared for. I want to know that, you know, Javette, you're able to have a good paying job that will allow you to be able to take care of yourself and your family should you get pregnant? Okay, you want to have sex? Let us talk about how to protect yourself. Understanding that protection is only 99% safe. Th those were not the conversations that were being had. 
Sex is wrong. It's a sin. Period. Full stop. Only meant for married people. But yet, the church is filled with a lot of unmarried people who have children. Go figure. That's the conversation I had with my daughter. My mother was so upset that I taught my daughter the real name of her box. (laughs) Wow. Okay? I didn't call it like, you know, I say right now, the hot box or thing like that. I taught her vagina and penis. Yeah. I showed her pictures of appendages that have disease. Okay? But just the word vagina, my mom was upset that I taught my daughter that. I didn't want her coming to me or coming to anybody else in school, calling it. You know, we have all sorts of names for our privates. Yeah. The teacher probably wouldn't even know what she was saying. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine a child going to school talking about chocha and eggplant. And the teacher's like, what the heck is chocha and eggplant? Yeah. In sports news, Griner's drawn-out drug trial in Russia resumes, courtesy of the Associated Press. American basketball star Brittany Griner returned to a Russian courtroom on Tuesday for her drawn-out trial, and that's today, you know, they're way ahead of us, on drug charges that could bring her 10 years in prison if convicted. The trial of the two-time Olympic gold medalist and Phoenix Mercury standout began July 1st, but only four sessions have been held, some of them lasting only a few hours. In one of them, she acknowledged that she was carrying vape canisters containing cannabis oil when she was arrested at a Moscow airport in mid-February, but said she had no criminal intent. The slow-moving trial and her five months of detention have raised strong criticism among teammates and supporters in the United States states sorry which has formally declared her to be wrongfully detained a designation sharply rejected by russian officials the russian foreign ministry last week lashed out at the u.s contention that griner is being wrongfully detained and said russian laws should be respected if a u.s citizen was taken in connection with the fact that she was smuggling drugs and she does not deny this, then this should be commensurate with our Russian local laws and not with those adopted in San Francisco, New York, and Washington. That's according to spokeswoman Maria Zakharova. If drugs are legalized in the United States, in a number of states, and this is done for a long time, and now the whole country will become drug addicted, this does not mean that all other countries are following the same path. Russian media have speculated that Griner could be exchanged for prominent Russian arms trader Victor Bout, who is imprisoned in the United States, and that Paul Whelan, an American imprisoned in Russia for espionage, may also figure in an exchange. U.S. officials have not commented on the prospects for such a trade. Russian officials have said no exchange could be discussed until the conclusion of the legal proceedings against Griner. It is unclear how long the trial will last, but a court has authorized Griner's detention until December 20.
Previous trial sessions have included character witness testimony from the director and captain of the Russian team that Griner played for in the offseason, along with written testimony, including a doctor's letter saying he had authorized her to use cannabis for pain treatment. Um, I'm going to throw this out there. As I'm reading the article, this came in my mind, right? So let's say I'm coming from Jamaica. And I have a very small amount, a little, a ta- what, what you call it, dime bag, what you call those little bags, right? I happen to have a little bag of cannabis in my um, luggage. I may not have my prescription with me. I mean, I mean, you know, and I'm saying, oh, I'm taking it for glaucoma or for pain. And I come through the borders I land in Miami and the dog sniffs it out. What are they going to do to me? I'm waiting for an answer. Don't you have your medical card with you? Don't have it with me. I was in a rush and I didn't realize it was in there. Same scenario as Brittany Griner. She didn't have... um. She, she said she was in a rush. The written testimony from the doctor came after the fact. It wasn't in her luggage. So, same situation. I'm coming from Jamaica. Dog sniffs me. Finds me with a very small amount of cannabis. What's going to happen to me? Landing at the Miami it, International Airport. It depends on the laws of the state, unfortunately. So you would be subjected just like her. But my question is, I thought, I didn't think that um, people that played sports was able to use any type of drugs. (laughs) Well, the doctor's letter says that he had authorized her to use cannabis for pain treatment. What I'm trying to look at here is the hypocrisy in the situation. There are many people right here in this country still detained for very small amounts of weed. But we're crying for her to be released. What are we going to do about the people here? In all, in all honesty, I'm kind of over this case. It, it, it just seems to get ridiculous every day even more so every day i'm, I'm just kind of over it and i don't think it has anything to do with whatever they thought she was carrying i still think it has to do with russia and the united states mm-hmm. it's politics mm-hmm. it's all politics i'm over it yeah i'm over it too javed i'm there with you and yes i totally agree it's about it's, it's policy and politics. But I just was thinking about that. You know, we are saying that she is wrongfully detained. She broke international law as far as Russia is concerned. She admitted to it. And I know that if I were coming into the country, the U.S., and I was held, and yes, let us say I'm held, I'm held at a, a, in a state where the law is upheld. Who is going to cry for me to be released and say that I'm wrongfully detained? What, what am I going to be told in the court of law? 
ma'am, you broke the law. So let's step back for a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. They're not going to care that I was in a hurry and it ended up in the bag. I forgot to take it out the bag or it dropped in the bag. They're not going to be, all you're going to hear is that I am, I don't know if they would use the word trafficking, but illegal substance was found on me. That's what you're going to hear. Or they found me with cannabis and no prescription, no medical card or anything like that. That's what you're going to hear. In all fairness. And I'm not saying that I agree with her being locked up. I don't want anybody to get me wrong. I'm just saying we need to be objective in how we view things. We're here pointing the finger at Russia, but what are we doing to people here in the United States? Muhammad Ali's 1974 rumble in the jungle belt has a new owner, and that owner paid $6.18 million. Jim Ersay already has an NFL team on his hands, so why not add a legendary historical belt? Ersay confirmed on Twitter of the news. Ersay adds the belt to the Ersay collection, which is having a showcase on August 2 at Chicago Navy's Pierre and on September 9 in Indianapolis. Ali won the WBC Heavyweight Championship belt in a victory versus George Foreman in Kinshasa, Zaire. He performed the iconic rope-a-dope move for the first time during the match. The highly anticipated match marked Ali's return to competitive boxing after revoking his license and World Boxing Association title for refusing induction into the U.S. Armed Forces to fight in Vietnam. The bid for the belt finally ended with Ursay winning after several hours of back and forth, according to Chris Ivey, Heritage's director of sports auctions. We are just thrilled this extraordinary piece of boxing history, of sports history, of cultural history, found an exceptional caretaker who will now share it with the rest of the world. Ursay is a big fan of Ali and already owns several pieces from the boxer's career, including a 1965 walkout robe and his shoes from the 1975 Thriller in Manila. And we head down to Australia for our next story on the sports scene. Seven players in Australia's National Rugby League, the NRL, will boycott a key match over their team's decision to wear a pride jersey. On Thursday, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles will become the first team in the, in the competition ever to don a kit which promotes LGBT inclusivity in the sport. But players were not consulted and some object to the move on religious and cultural grounds. The club apologized for its handling of the situation. Coach Des Haslow said the club had made a significant mistake that had caused confusion, discomfort, and pain for many people, in particular those groups whose human rights we were, in fact, attempting to support. In a press conference on Tuesday, he apologized to the LGBT community and to the players involved. They were not included in any of the discussions, and at a minimum, they should have been consulted, Hassler said. Under league rules, players from the same team cannot wear different jerseys. 
Thursday's game is considered important to the club's chances of making the NRL finals, and the player's stance has sparked a backlash online. What infuriates me and always has is that players will boycott over a rainbow, but never boycott a teammate if he's been accused of violence against women or any other morally reprehensible behavior that they would all agree they do not condone. That's according to Pam Whaley on Twitter. Others accused the seven of hypocrisy, pointing out the team is sponsored by a brewery and betting agency. Hassler said he respected the men's decisions and is concerned for their welfare amid the backlash. Uh, okay. Um, so do players have a say in what they want to wear? If it, um, or should they have a say in what they want to don um, if it goes against their religious and moral beliefs? Just a question. Was it this week? Uh, was it yesterday or last week? We spoke about the Walgreens employee who refused to sell birth control because it goes against their religious and moral beliefs and Walgreens stands behind that person. Right? Now we're talking about sports. How does that work in this arena? If the player says, I don't want to wear um, a pride shirt and they're well within their right to say that because again no one should force their lifestyle on anyone L allow everyone to live the life they so choose the life they identify with if i don't want to wear a pride flag don't force me to if i want to wear a pride flag let me wear it in peace. But how does that work in the, in the field of sports? Do they have to wear it? And if they don't, they can't play. And if they don't play, they don't get paid. What message are we now sending? But I think they have to wear it. Um, once they, depends on the sponsor too, who's sponsoring them. But, um, once they put it on the, on the flag on the jersey, they print every jersey like that. So basically, you have to wear it. Should they give them a choice? Yeah, I agree. They should. But I think they have to wear it once once they um, put it on there. Fair enough. But how are you going to compare their decision not to wear it because they don't want... It goes against their moral and religious beliefs. How do you compare that with um, the sponsor? They said they have two sponsors. One that deals with alcohol. I'm trying to scan back through. Um, one that deals with betting, a betting agency and a brewery. So you're telling them, well, if you don't agree with homosexuality, you should not agree with drinking and you should not agree with betting. That's, that's, uh, everybody is free to pick and choose what they want to condone or not condone, right? Or am I wrong? Freedom of choice, right? You're right. You're right. But uh, yeah. 
yeah freedom of choice now what i will agree with is that you should boycott any time there is injustice players will boycott over rainbow but never boycott a teammate if he's been accused of violence against women and that is something that transcends all sports and not only sports it trickles over into um politics we embrace people who commit criminal acts against women we're okay with that and now i do question that i i say why is it that those who don't identify with the LGBTQ community, why are they have so much hatred or disdain for those people, but yet they have no problem with someone who rapes children and women or physically abuses children or women. They don't have a problem with that. I, could, I can never wrap my head around that. And I would think that's more of an atrocity than someone's freedom to choose who they want to love or how they feel to express themselves or should it all be bottled up in one thing yeah moments I, I think the problem is i just think people people believe that the the agenda is too aggressive and you know and it has nothing to do with with um like accepting but but it's just like almost like a big market marketing campaign and and it's just aggressive and it's um you know trying to take over like everywhere and i think that's the problem that that people are having with it because um you know as i as i mentioned like a couple uh days ago or so like when you look in north america um issues with you know, anti-Semitism, um, Islamophobia, and stuff like that are um, anti-Black racism, number one, two, three. Like, you know, in terms of um, homophobia, it's, it's, it's down on the list. So, like, you have a lot of other issues. So, and to me, like, I believe that the, 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 the better thing would be to, to just embrace human beings, love people, don't, like anti-bullying whether you're gay whether you're black whether you're jewish whether you're but it just seemed like because of the power of the, the lgbtq community like they are able to take over almost everything like everywhere you go like in canada like all the schools have a flag and people look at that and say like all the school doesn't have like indigenous flags so why why every single school in canada need a rainbow flag you know, so just just stuff like that. So I think people just believe that it's it's too aggressive, mm -hmm. and and you're infringing on other people, and other people should have the right to believe what they believe as mm -hmm. long as they're not hurting you, or you know they're they're not um, spewing hate or anything like that. And I think it's infringing on other people's rights and other people's belief. And I think that's the problem that a lot of people are pushing back on. You know, so I, I just think that's it. It's too aggressive. Right. Okay, thank you so much, James. And now it is time for Caribbean Corner.
out of Bahamas, courtesy of CaribbeanDodgeLoopNews.com. CARICOM extremely saddened by Haitian migrant boat tragedy. The Caribbean community CARICOM says it is saddened by the loss of life, which occurred on Sunday when a vessel carrying Haitian migrants capsized off the Bahamian coast. In a statement, CARICOM said this latest disaster brings to the fore once again the desperate situation in Haiti and the reprehensible nature of the actions of those who are taking advantage of people trying to escape. CARICOM will continue to work with Haiti and the international community to bring peace, security, and development to our sister nation. CARICOM looks forward to the apprehension and bringing to justice of those folks. Um, I- I'm going to say something. I'm going to put a, give a little bit of pushback. I know they're saying that um, they want to take action against those who are taking advantage of the people trying to escape. But how are they taking advantage of them? They want to escape by any means necessary. Are the people facilitating the escape, putting a gun to the, the, those desirous of leaving are they putting guns to their heads and say, you, ha- you got to get on this boat and you got to leave? I thought the people are the ones seeking out the services. They're told a price and they pay the price. I mean, and I'm sure they're told there are no guarantees. Let's pray we make it over there. I don't understand. Are they really preying on the vulnerable or are they providing a service that's demanded by the quote-unquote vulnerable the people want to leave haiti they can't leave on a plane they can't get on a cruise ship and they're willing to take their chances across the ocean they don't know how to navigate it so they go to someone who is more familiar with the ocean are they being taken advantage of in that case if they're the ones seeking out the service So, what I would say to those who do the um, transportation of migrants across the waters is stop then, stop. Don't do it. Let the people stay in the country and, you know, not take any chances looking for freedom. Turn your boats upside down. Do not take any money from anyone wanting to leave desperately in the hopes of getting out of the country alive. That's the message I would send to them because it's too much of a risk. We're having too many tragedies on the open waters. And then CARICOM should be also saying, Haiti, let's see what we can do to help alleviate the situation in your country so that your people can stop trying to leave and put themselves in harm's way because it's either you're gonna die or be repatriated they're not taking them in even if their foot touches dry ground they are sending them back so they're between a rock and a hard place they're trying to get out so let us see how we can curtail this and stop the loss of life or loss of lives rather that's that's my input on that um 
Russia adds the Bahamas to unfriendly countries list. Ooh. The Bahamas is now listed as an unfriendly state to the Russian government, people, and countries. The Russian foreign ministry announced the Bahamas addition to the list in a statement on Sunday. The ministry said the Bahamas was considered unfriendly after it imposed a ban on any transactions with the Bank of Russia. The Bahamas joins Anguilla and the British Virgin Islands on Russia's unfriendly states from the Caribbean. Globally, the United States of America, Canada, Singapore, the European Union, Taiwan, Australia, and Japan are among 50 countries or over 50 countries that were deemed unfriendly after they imposed sanctions on Russia following its invasion of Ukraine in February. In response to Russia, the Bahamian foreign ministry said, we have committed no unfriendly acts against Russia in the objective sense of that word. The Bahamas appears to be unbothered by the designation, noting the impact is more symbolic than real. Online, Bahamians have blasted Russia for attempting to use scare tactics to prevent countries from following international law. Bahamas, wow, on the hate list. All right. We head over to Jamaica for our next story. CPFSA to fully fund tertiary education of, egg, of children exiting state care. The tertiary education of children exiting state care will be fully funded by the Child Protection and Family Services Agency, CPFSA, through its Transitional Living Program, TLP. This was noted by Chief Executive Officer of the CPFSA, Rosalie Gage Gray, at the agency's Transitional Living Expo for the Western and Northeast regions at St. John Methodist Hall Church in St. James, Montego Bay to be more specific. There is a guarantee that once you matriculate to university or college, we will pay those tuition fees for you. So all you have to do is pass the exams and get into college and the rest we will take care of. Gage Gray added that through the TLP, the CPFSA wants to ensure that the children in state care are prepared to take their rightful places in the society. Whatever you want to be, we want to make sure that you're prepared to transition from our care. We want to prepare you for whatever. So if you want to go to college, if you want to do some skills, whatever it is, we are here to support you. Under the TLP, youngsters are exposed to different pathways to aid in their readiness for independent living. These include life skills, coaching, entrepreneurship, vocational and technical skills training, house accommodation for two years, as well as tertiary enrollment. Wards who are unable to transition directly into tertiary programs after leaving state care are provided the opportunity to participate in the agency's transition to work program under the vocational skills component of the project. This is being done through private-public partnership at tertiary institutions, including the University of the West Indies Open Campus, Myco University, and St. Joseph Teachers College, among others. Sounds like a good thing to me. Um, who pays for them to take the CXC or GCE exams? Is it the um, Ministry of Education? Because I notice it's talking about wanting to go on to university or college, but I'm just trying to, I need to do a little more 
um, research or do some, not a little more, I never did any research. I need to do some research into how that works. Okay. But that's good, though. Hope, hopefully it's not just a PR stunt, though. James, let's, let's be optimistic. No, the, no. The reason the reason why I said that is because the 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 problem that's that's there to fix, they they haven't been able to fix it in over twenty years, and it's 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 gotten worse. So what problem is that, James? What what problem specifically? Well, the, the the last the last report I heard from State Care is that like abuse, um, has like skyrocketed, like especially of young girls being um sexually involved with with um men that are on property who are supposed to be taking care of them mm -hmm. and just abuse overall in state care like has gone up in in jamaica so to me like if you don't take care of the, the abuse first especially of young girls there that that are having sex like 14 year old 15 year old girls that are having sex with 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 grown men um and that's on the government watch because it's not like predators from outside coming in it's like predators that are being paid to take care of them taking advantage of them so i believe that they have to show the ability to fix that first because if they can't fix that then the, the likelihood of um people taking up that offer is going to be very minimal because those um, kids there will be like further damage, right? So they're not going to be in any um, frame of mind to, to be heading to university because they're there fighting for for their life. So that's what I'm saying. So Because sometimes government do stuff to say that we're doing this. But if they can't take care of the, 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 the stuff that needs to be taken care of first, mm -hmm. then it, it kind of... You know, it kind of don't give you much confidence in in what they're in what they're saying, okay. because it yeah, like it's. I think the last report that um, what's her name did um, ah, what's her? I can't remember her name again. Um, the 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 children, the child advocate, or uh, I can't remember her name right now. But in one of the last report, um, yeah, that like the no not rosalie is it rosalie the one who no not, Ro not rosalie okay yeah i can't remember her name but the children advocate um i can't remember her name right now but in one of the last report that um came out it it was very bad very very bad like like kids are leaving abusive home and going into state care to get further abuse so you know yeah. they need to they need to work on that before like people can be confident that um they're going to be people um with the frame of mind and, and not not damage beyond repair that they, they can focus on education and, and and end up in one of those university okay all right fair enough get your point thank you so much appreciate that james our next story we head down to trinidad and tobago google doodle pays homage to the steel pan so if you go on your google if you go to google 
um, you know, where the search bar is, yeah, you will see the steel pans right there. Today's Google Doodle pays homage to the national instrument of Trinidad and Tobago, the steel pan. The doodle is significant today because on July 26, 1951, the Trinidad All Steel Pan Percussion Orchestra, TASPO, performed at the Festival of Britain. It was the first steel band to perform outside of TNT. Graphic artist Nicholas Huggins, acclaimed trumpeter Etienne Charles, and legendary pan arranger Len Bugsy Sharp worked on the production for the doodle. Google approached Huggins, who has been making a name in the NFT world, with several illustrations. These illustrations depict aspects of TNT culture and architecture to do the doodle two years ago. Writing on his blog, Hugging said he received a message on Instagram from an art director at Google requesting his email address. Hmm. The following day, I received an email with an NDA and then the brief for the project. The doodle was to be a celebration of the steel pan, the national instrument of Trinidad and Tobago, which was invented right here in TNT. He said he was nervous to tackle such a culturally significant topic for this doodle because he wanted the story to be one that Trinibagonians worldwide would be proud of. So check it out, folks. Go to Google. Let us know what you think. I thought it's nice for them to recognize a Caribbean island. A lot of times we get overlooked. Right? So good job. I like it. On to the next story. Quick question. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you say today, July 26th? Yeah, it's there. It's there. It's not. I so see it on now, now. Now it's there. How about I went in Google two times since you started? Uh-huh. Nothing. The third time it's there. Apologies. <laughs> Yay, Google. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Sonette? What do you think? It's a video, so I have to watch it and see what happens. But the first sign, first two times, nothing happened. Um, I have never liked the steel pan. Really? I, my husband is my husband is Trinidadian, but that high pitched ting 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 sound <laughs> does not work for my body well. Wow. Yes, Javet is dead. Um, but I've grown. I've gotten better at accepting it. Yeah. But I cannot listen to it for a very long period of time. It's just too high pitched for me. I don't like it. Wow. It's one of the wow. one of the points. Yeah. That's I've grown to right. accept it and That's like some right. of it, but you know. Eh. That's okay, Sonette. That's all right. Don't 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 feel bad and make no apologies. I don't, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, and what what in, what I love about it is I'm amazed that you could act that somebody could actually think you could do this with a drum, right? Drums that are just dis- discarded, they're littered. And you could actually do this and make beautiful music. I will listen to a steel pan, not all day, but I can listen to it for a couple of hours. Yeah. It, it, rem- it reminds me of the Trinity Jamaican joke where they say like, um, the Trinity, the Trinity, Take their drum and play music, and the Jamaican take their drum and jerk chicken. <laughs> wow. True. Hey, as you say that, though, James, I'm seeing a lot of j- jerk pans popping up here in South Florida. Yeah, everybody have a jerk pan now or want a jerk pan. Yeah, but them still need to learn for cook. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Oh, boy. So. Bounty killer. 
angry, cross, miserable. Response to Aishana's equal rights taunt at Reggae Sumfest. Dancehall veteran Bounty Killer has responded to a controversial aspect of dancehall artist Aishana's Reggae Sumfest performance, which involved the killer calling it an act of desperation. During her performance on Saturday, Aishana, clad in little more than a see-through bodysuit, drew for a life-size cardboard cutout of Bounty Killer. This while she performed her song, Equal Rights, which promotes oral sex. In the act, the mood artist uh, unceremoniously threw the cutout of Bounty Killer on the stage and proceeded to sit over it while singing about oral sex, a sexual act that Bounty Killer has often spoken out against. It has been reported that the warlord was seen walking out of Sumfest after that performance. Although he did not bring it up during his performance at the event on Monday morning, he reposted a video from an Instagram user who spoke out against it and gave his own thoughts. Everyone knows that Bounty Killer, what Bounty Killer stands for, and Aishana is allowed to exercise her art, but not while provoking people and creating problems. Why provoke a man who you know is against the standards that you stand for? That's what the Instagram user at Dr.LEDD said in his video. In declaring that his growth and maturity has led him to act and not react, Bounty Killer said he was led to question the respect Jamaicans have for him after seeing how they reacted to Aishana's performance. Y'all say how we rate the general for his contributions to the poor and the development of other artists, etc. Then y'all sit there laughing how a little fly tail dance hall styled me right here at Jamaica who claimed them love and rate me. That's why I had nothing to say. I leave y'all to God in time. Away with my ignorance and welcome my intellect. Just watch the style. Yeah. Killer captured the video while thanking the Instagram user for coming to his defense. He added, desperation has one destination, a downward spiral. Soon after the release of the Aishana track, the controversial track in 2017, Bounty Killer tried to effectively get her banned from performing it. The two were booked to perform at an event in Portland, but while promoting the event, Bounty Killer gave a stern warning to Aishana. Aishana can't sing that song at the show, else me go rush her. No kitten, nor catfish can no bother come because that can't sing. So, what did I say yesterday? Or did I say it out loud? I'm not sure if I said it out loud. But I did not think she just went up there and did this. Do I agree with what she did? No. Vehemently, no. But she did not, she was not crazy. She was not being crazy. She was doing it in retaliation to what he was trying to have happen to her, where he was trying to get her banned from performing the song at an event. Everybody is entitled to their beliefs and their sexual practices. And now we understand why she did what she did. Was it right? I'm saying it again. No. But you can't poke people and not expect them to poke back. But, but moments, remember I told you yesterday that they made up 
they, they went on stage together after I that. I remember, but do we know what yeah. else has happened since that? We don't know what else has happened since that, James. And I'm sure if you, if, if there was a hugging out, a making up, a putting behind, why would she then get up and do this? Something must have been said or something was done. And she's using this. She said, okay, you won't stop me going, do this to you on a, on a larger platform. People don't just get up and do things um, for the sake of doing it, to stir the pot. There is a, for every action, James, and we have to understand this, for every action, there is a reaction. So we're going to find out what else transpired. Because let us say they're making up and agreeing to put this behind them happened after the 2017 um or whenever that incident happened, 2017 was the release of the song. Whenever that incident happened, and then they, they, they hugged it out and yada, yada, yada. Between then and now, something else happened. Something else was said. And she, this was her way to get back at him. She should have risen above, just like he has choos- chosen to do to walk away and not react. She should have done the same as a, because she is an international performer. She should have done the same on a point of principle, on a point of professionalism, on a point of building your character and showing that in the arena, you are able to rise above whatever is hurled at you. So I reprimand her on that aspect, but something happened, James, and we're yet to find out. Shinomad. You see when spice lash out and people said spice you're crazy. Spice is not crazy. But people keep poking and poking and poking. Everybody has feelings and everybody has a breaking point. Am I wrong or am I right? Everybody has a breaking point. You may not have agreed. And let us say it's stemming from the 27th. Or that situation. You may not have agreed with the song. But let her perform her song. People in the crowd love the song. They're there to see you and they're there to see her. Am I wrong or am I right? Am I wrong or am I right? I must be heard but she mustn't be heard. No, and I'm not going to stand for that. I'm not going to agree with that. I'm very sorry. Everybody should be able to perform. Despite our difference of opinion. Our differing views. Everybody's supposed to can't eat our food. We're supposed to be able to coexist. You know what? Let's think back to, and I'm going back to Spice again. Reggae Sumfest, when she had, back then when she had PTR, Pretty TC and Rebel, as her backup dancers. Everybody know Rebel is very vocal about her sexuality, right? Spice went up there and performed as um, the song, the Vibes Cartel collaboration, right? And there's a line in that that lashes out on the homosexual lifestyle. But she, they, they coexisted on the stage, right? She remained her dancer. They still worked together. And that is coexisting. You, you can not agree on everything. But everybody still eat our food. We still work together. That's all I'm saying. 
Um, Sumfest apologizes to Bounty for disrespectful Aishana performance, as they should. Aishana needs to um, apologize as well. Um, regardless, be the bigger person, do the right thing. Down Sound Records, proprietor of the reg Reggae Sumfest Music Festival, has apologized to veteran dancehall artist Bounty Killer for what Down Sound described as an insulting and demeaning act by dancehall artist Aishana during her performance performance at the festival on saturday the controversial female dance hall sing jay drew for a life-size cutout cardboard cutout of bounty killer while performing her song yeah um as a practical measure they say they can't control what an artist does when they get on stage in this case we had no advanced knowledge as to what was to take place while stating that the company is committed to free expression, Down Sound said there are limits to that. Sumfest does not condone performances that insult or denigrate other artists or individuals. This sort of behavior is strictly prohibited under Sumfest policy and the agreements between Down Sound and other artists. Yeah. That's that, James! <laughs> Hold on, let me bring up Kalisha. Yeah. So we can agree to disagree, right, James? Morning, Kalisha. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. Was she wrong? Yes. Was she wrong in doing what she did? Yes. Yes. But I understand that there is a reason for everyone's behavior. Yeah. Those were the stories out of the Caribbean corner. Latin America, the life of Argentina's Eva Perón. Yeah, Argentinians mark 70 years since the death of Evita, a charismatic figure hailed for fighting for women and the poor. She died in 1952 from cervical cancer. She was 33 years old, but her memory is still present in modern Argentina's politics. She was a charismatic figure who is remembered for being a champion of women's rights and the poor, while not always having the approval of wealthy Argentinians. Perón was born in 1919 in the small town of Los Toldos. At the age of 15, she sought and found fame and fortune as an actress in the capital, Buenos Aires. There she met rising politician Juan Domingo Perón at a function to raise money for earthquake victims. They married in 1945, one year before he became president of Argentina. At the age of 27, Evita became the first lady and a glamour icon, both revered, revered and despised. Coming up after the music break, we have, believe it or not, stories and entertainment news. Here's a little from TLC, No Scrubs. A scrub is a guy that thinks he's flying this, also known as a buster. Always talking about what he wants and just sits on his broke ass so Try, trying to holler at me I don't want no scrub A scrub is a 
can't make me take back me track. Me tell them shuffle up the deck, me down the king of the jack. Me a wine in the dance, I me no take back no chat. Hearts fear dark clubs, me a the queen in the band. Wine on the rhythm, sound box, I saw me drop it on him. Dance all on the floor, wine slap me body. Me skin clean and no mark, me no shabby shabby. But a boom freak, I saw me bubble got the panic. The man say, I'm off married, give me ring. This ain't no shabba, no little thing a ling. So me a for wine in me heels and ting. Whoa, you have my bumper on a back, it does a swing. Drop wine fast, I pro that wine slow me know that Watch me style, visionary just look me now flat Music is sweet, me select I don't stop I'm in a romantic mood I'm talking with my baby and acting rude Who remembers this next oldie but goodie? This one coming up here, Culture Club I haven't heard this one in a long time Listen to your life, would you say to all our listeners logged on to the quality music zone qmzradio.com radio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern oh, it's fine to play. 
It's Torn Top Tuesday. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram Moments with B Media. And we'll be right back with Believe It or Not Stories. Here's what's coming up later on at 3 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. Strictly Foundation Tuesdays with DJ Trouble. At 7 p.m., The Rose Solo Show with Rose Solo. And at 9 p.m., it is Vibes Tuesdays with DJ Rookie. You can also catch The Rose Solo Show on ViscosityBlend.com, QMZRadio.com, FutureFM.net and FutureFM 98.9 if you're up there in the Bronx, Westchester, or Mount Vernon. Now it's time for our Believe It or Not stories. Thank you, Jonas Brothers, for that one only human. New York Bishop robbed at gunpoint while delivering church sermon in live stream. A Brooklyn bishop was robbed at gunpoint on Sunday while giving a sermon, and it was all caught on video. Around five to ten minutes into the live stream video, Bishop Lamore Whitehead was interrupted. When three to four men walked in with guns, the bishop believes he was targeted. The door kicked open and Whitehead said, all right, all right, all right. Knowing he couldn't do anything because they were coming for him. You're coming straight to me. I don't want my parishioners hurt. I've got women and children here, Whitehead said. He continues, as I got down, one went to my wife and took all her jewelry and had the gun in front of my eight-month-old baby's face. Took off my bishop's ring, my wedding band, and took off my bishop's chain, and then I had chains underneath my robe. And he started tapping my neck to see if anything else. So that means they knew. They watched and they knew that I have other jewelry. Fortunately, it was all on camera as he was in the middle of the sermon. The video shows the gun in the pastor's face. However, the police are still investigating to find the thieves. Whitehead said around 100 congregants were in the room, including children. My church is traumatized. The women and children are still crying. Babies are still crying. These men, they need to turn themselves in, Whitehead said. I forgive you and I'm praying for you. And I hope that God deliver you from the mindset of who you are at this time. Whitehead believes he was targeted because he turned in a suspect for a fatal subway shooting. I turned him in, but the media called me the bling bling bishop. They had my Rolls Royce car all over everywhere, and I feel that that played a part in this. After the incident, Whitehead believes all pastors should be able to get permits for pistols. The NYPD is still investigating and searching for the suspects in the armed traumatic robbery. Anybody see the video? 
No, I didn't see it, but I was just reading the story when he started reading it. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the link, find out the link, because I find the video hilarious. When I saw the video, I had several questions. Now, uh, at first, it was reported $400,000 worth of jewelry. Who the heck goes to church with $400,000 worth of jewelry on them? Okay, all right. Then today, CNN has an updated report on the monetary value. $1 million worth of jewelry. <laughs> Amen. And in the Jamaica Observer part of it, he was saying that apparently the men were standing around him for a minute like they were talking. I'm saying, hmm, is this for insurance money? I wonder if he set this up. Hmm. <laughs> but here's the thing you know what let me go to cnn and put the link at the top because i would love everybody to look at the video i don't know if it's a co-pastor or if it's a deacon who is sitting in the back on a chair you know what let me stop talking for those of you who are listening online please log on to cnn.com brooklyn pastor says he and his wife were robbed of more than one million dollars in jewelry while preaching <laughs> does he have any other job besides preaching J just want to know and why would you be wearing one million dollars worth of jewelry <sighs> never say come say sorry i shouldn't have said that aloud um, moment yeah but does that mean god is laughing god is a thief and thief, thief and god laugh, laugh. <laughs> You know, that went through my mind, but I didn't want to say it. I really didn't want to say it. Oh, my gosh. Teeth, teeth, run, teeth. I remember I used to hear that growing up, and I used to laugh all the time. Uh, where's the article here? I am going to find it. Come on, come on, come on. Why do I have so many other stories? This is, this is huge because I'm, I'm stuck on the dollar amount and the rolls royce but what stands out to me okay let me do this and see if i can pull it up this way what stands out to me is the brook the pastor or the co-pastor whatever he is in the background that right there looks as though he's a part of the scheme but i don't want to say anything let me see search buscar. okay here we go uh copy this link copy let's go hit it up at the top of the page uh pin link da, da, da. remove that paste that let's go all right <laughs> there we go there there's the link at the top of the page or the video yeah my eyes were fixated on the man sitting in the background look at it and tell me what you think Tell me what you think about that man. Marlon said he was probably scared, but his facial expression did not look scared to me. I don't know. Got a chance to look at it let's see if this one is okay they probably okay go go move the camera over. okay 
they didn't show it in this one let me find the other okay so i gotta go find the other one but the other one shows the the man to the side can't see i, I don't know why they edited that edited him out um because you, you can't really talk about it unless you can see it and i don't want to um well i guess i could but um okay let me take the link from this um site instead and see if we have a better angle because i want y'all to see the other man that 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 that's what matters to me because he looked like he part of the whole thing let's check out that link and let me know if you can see him in that one um let me jump on my <laughs> computer here and see if i think that one shows it but he was but anyway yeah a million dollars in jewelry why why, why are you wearing that to church isn't that kind of flaunting to your parishioners look at what y'all did for me yeah i saw the man on the side he looking at them like that's your problem <laughs> like a regular day in church he must have been at a meeting when they were planning this <laughs> he's just proud that it was executed properly like oh he looks as though y'all better remember to leave my cut outside that's all i'm saying <laughs> Yeah, you know, you went to the meeting and you heard all the plans and you said, right? Oh, they're doing everything they said they would do. Look at the execution. Get down. Tap him with the gun. He's chest. If there's anything else, he's just like, that one just up there looking like a whole fool. No, I would be questioning him. I would be questioning him if I were the authorities. Because even if I were a part of the plan, going down on the floor too i'll probably be the first one on the floor that man was tired they probably shouted at him before the movie started like hmm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> that's a passive aggressive behavior like, mm -hmm. like, like bishop you're supposed to drop to the ground mm -mm, make me mm -mm. i would love to know what was going through his head oh, i'm sorry i can't get past that one is it, is it a mega church or something? Because it's a mega church, one hundred people. What kind of mega church is that? <laughs> so what? So what kind of offering these people join for? for... They're life savings, James. That's what people do when they go to church. You got to multiply. You sure say pastor not in panito? Hey. <laughs> I see a lot of red flags in this. And that suit he's wearing, I want to slap it off of him. Like, go take this off. That Puppy show. Red looking, did favor fool. Puppy show. But there are several red flags in this for me. And as a congregant, I would be a little concerned reading the news or watching the news, knowing I'm struggling to pay my light bill, struggling to live day by day. And you and your wife are donned in a million dollars worth of jewelry. No, but moments the black communities is that we're cultured to believe that the pastor is supposed to live well. We're supposed to be servants of said person. It's God's doing. Oh, these are the same people who I think was it Creeflo Dollar gave him. He wanted the three hundred dollars from everybody to buy a private jet. 
to minister. Right? I'm like, really? Well, I'm taking the bus, you favor, idiot. <laughs> well, let's let's watch and see if him set up a GoFundMe for raising the money to buy jewelry. And if he sets it up, you best believe he'll get it. One thing about black people, they're going to do the Lord's work. <laughs> it's true. Even at the expense of their diet, they're going to starve because God said so. Hmm. These people. And he's driving a Rolls Royce. Exactly my point. I'm, I'm sure he passed Sister Mavis at the bus stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sister Mavis who helped him buy the Rolls Royce. You, them can't trick me. They need to start taxing churches i have been screaming this forever ever and everybody be like well they do community work who what when? community work when back then when you see them do that community work they need to tax them churches need to be taxed if you and as a matter of fact because they you know how much tax-free money churches raking they launder money to people pass money through the yes. church yes Yes. Yeah, they get exemption and the, the cars and everything too. Yes. The rose rice exemption. Yes. Yes, James. Yes. When he said, like, you're so ungodly. And I'm like, mm-hmm, that's fine. Tax them. You're mm -hmm. not ungodly. It is ungodly and that's fine. And I'm ungodly because I'm paying tax. Tax is ungodly. No, get taxed. I don't care. No, you're not being ungodly and don't let anybody no, tell you that. No, that's why I look Alicia. at people. No, that's when I look at them oh. moments. I'm like, well, it's being ungodly. I'm like, fine, I am. No, I'll deal with God on that. Tax them. Tax them behind. They should be taxed. I don't care what anybody say. It's income and they should be taxed. That is why they take people for fools. Wickedness. But it's not, they, they say this, you know, the Bible tells you it is easier for a camel to go through the needle of an eye than it is for a rich man to get into the kingdom of heaven. And here it is. Sick and tired of them. But every time you bring it up, they try to tell you, well, that, you know, because they do community work and blah, blah, blah. Where? Back then, I don't see no community work the church is doing anymore. I don't have a problem. <laughs> go ahead. Go right ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm finished. Go oh, ahead. okay. I thought I heard somebody else's voice. Okay. I don't have a problem with a preacher living in a nice home, driving a nice car. I don't have a problem with that because there are a lot of pastors who have businesses, right? And, and I'm okay with that because, yeah, you, you shouldn't rely on the church to maintain a, a, a fabulous lifestyle. Let that be of your own sweat and blood and tears, right? By the, ha by the sort of your brow, you shall eat bread. If you're doing the Lord's work and you're bringing in that kind of money, what did the Bible tell you the church is supposed to do? Look after the widows and the children, widows and orphans. It tells you that. I don't think they read that part, though. And, and the different way around now, the widow look out for the church. Yes. A woman's <laughs> husband dies and she gives a huge donation, if not everything, to the church. Couldn't miles one money, sorry. Right? Mm -mm. They forgot that part in scripture. Your, the church's role is to look after the widows and the orphans and then let's fast forward to the new testament christ said the poor you will always have with you it is your responsibility folks to look after the poor whatever their need fill their need if they're hungry feed them they're naked clothe them if they need a home shelter them 
That's what the church's money is supposed to do. I remember when we were living in Atlanta and someone we know needed help. Went down to one of the, I think if, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was Creflo's church too. Mm. And was told, no, we can't help you because you're not a member. Mm -hmm. Then the other one that died, and they say it mustn't talk bad about the dead. I don't know why. Lies, that too. Lies. The other one that <laughs> <laughs> had his church out in Covington, right? Um, the mega church who had the boys and playing with these boys' bottoms on private jets. And what, what's his name? He died. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. But um, him now in his church, you have to present your w-2s your tax returns because mm -hmm. the church needs to make sure they're getting their 10 percent. not concerned if you're able to pay your bills not concerned if your mortgage is behind not concerned if your car payment is on time not concerned about anything moments i wish a church or a pastor for that matter would tell me you're supposed to get 10 percent of my i wish somebody would try that Please. There was a Baptist church we used to go to when we lived in Atlanta, and I will give it up to them. Now, I don't know. Nobody's perfect. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But I will tell you this, and we witnessed this several times. People need a vehicle to get, they, they needed a job. People were able to provide people with jobs in the church. Reach out to me. And people got jobs because somebody knew somebody or somebody had an opening within their organization and gave and were able to hire people in the church. Somebody needed a vehicle because their vehicle was done. Done, done, done. Or they didn't have a vehicle. And the announcement was made. You had people who would contribute a vehicle, donate a vehicle, no strings attached. Somebody needed help with their mortgage, months behind on their mortgage. A donation was taken up enough to cover the past due. That is what you're supposed to do. Look after your members. Nobody in your church is supposed to go to bed hungry. Nobody in your church is supposed to be struggling to pay their light bill. Nobody in church is supposed to be crippling. And you don't help them. As long as pastor is okay, everything is good. Yes, as long as pastor can eat roast duck and may I eat chicken back. Boy, sometimes if I eat chicken back, it will be so bad. Sometimes them it's onion and tomato. Listen, now look, them could have never. Listen, I am, I am of Christian beliefs. I grew up in a Christian home. I go to church and all of that. But I'm also practical. I'm not giving my money to people who I don't see the return on the investment. The return on the investment doesn't have to come to me. As a matter of fact, I don't want it. But if you're out there, you better make sure the old lady down the road getting food. And you're actually ministering to her. Otherwise, I'm not giving my money. Just the same, I don't believe in giving money to Red Cross and these charities. I just don't. Yep. I'm not doing it. It's about pay you the little money I have so you can pay the CEO a big salary every year and the money the people are supposed to get it don't get it nah you know what i'll do i'll walk with my money and when i go to the supermarket i'll pay for some of this grocery you're buying this let me buy it for you because now i know i'm blessing somebody i'm not trusting these people with my money they are criminals all of them criminals in the name of the lord take god for fool yours and they will have their day you're supposed to look after the sick and shut in that's what you're supposed to do too 
no. and that is why just like the churches or the charity um charitable organizations are also tax-free a lot of people use them as ways mm-hmm. to launder them mm-hmm. yeah everybody know even in jamaica everybody knows setting up a charity what do you know about this kind of work you don't even like people <laughs> i know you from here too <laughs> you don't even know you don't even have no social skills you don't know how to interact with people you're going to help people <laughs> but suddenly setting up charities because oh I want to send these children back to school but your own cousin don't go to school and you never ask if he's okay hmm. <laughs> you look at them like you can't oh come on I see them on evil clubhouse oh my god we're looking donation for this not my money though boo <laughs> the little child that you want to help let me talk to the parent and I will buy the things for them because you cannot trick me yep Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yep I agree with you I agree with you Kalisha and it's funny because my parents are of that train of thought. You bring me the need. Mm-hmm. Let me yep. take care of the need directly. I'm not giving you the money. Mm-mm. I don't want to trickle it down and water it down. They want food. I will give them food. They want clothes. I'll, I don't need yes. you to plan it for them. Mm-mm. Yes. Because yes. next thing you go and take 30% for your salary just because you have <laughs> them. The- I don't need no salary. I'll give it to them for free. The initiation fee. <laughs> people. I can't stand them. Every time I hear, oh my God, I'm starting this charity. I'm like, avoid me, please. I don't like you. Avoid me, please. <laughs> but everybody will have to answer one day, right? Right. You never you take advantage of the less fortunate. You don't do that. But yeah, a million dollars in jewelry and the Rolls Royce. Oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. In other he st- was a target. He, he's a magnet. He mm. attracted that himself because apparently he's a social media type of um. Yes, pastor. he's a blingy, blingy Flash. bishop. Yeah. So, and I'm um, listen, I would not be surprised if that thing was planned for insurance. Probably jewelry must be insured and he's just waiting to co- collect on it. He's an idiot. <sighs> yeah, a million dollars worth of jewelry. Hmm. But <laughs> we're, we're going to hear more. We're going to hear more about it. This is not the end of it. Right. Um, let me see if I can squeeze this one in. Woman opened fire in Dallas airport. Cop shot her. A 37-year-old woman fired several gunshots, apparently at the ceiling inside of Dallas's Love Field Airport on Monday, before an officer shot and wounded her, authorities said. The woman was dropped off at the airport at about 11 a.m., walked inside near the ticket encounters, and entered a bathroom. She emerged wearing a hooded sweatshirt or some other clothing that she did not arrive in, pulled a gun, and fired several shots, apparently at the ceiling at this point we don't know where exactly the individual was aiming said garcia who is the um chief of police an officer nearby shot the woman in her lower extremities wounding her and enabling her to be taken into custody she was taken to a local hospital for treatment no other individuals were injured in this event other than the suspect Police later identified the woman as Portia Adufuwa, and I hope I pronounced it right. She's 37 and did not speculate as to her motive. We want to ensure that our community knows that this is not an active situation. And that was um, up until yesterday. Karen Warner told the Dallas Morning News that she was checking in for her flight when she heard a loud argument about 20 feet behind her 
followed by a gunshot. Then she started running. I heard about 10 more shots while I was running away, but could not discern what the argument was about. Love Field, which is one of the Dallas-Fort Worth area's two major airports, suspended airport operations after the shooting but said at around 3.40 p.m., they had resumed. The FAA held up flights for a couple of hours while police investigated, but flights were cleared to resume around mid-afternoon. A spokesman for Southwest Airlines, which uses Love Field as a hub, said the airline canceled most of its flights that were scheduled to depart or arrive at the airport before 6 p.m. Um... <laughs> lost your mind why would you think it's okay to go into the airport and be firing shots i believe she was arguing with a man it doesn't say <laughs> it doesn't say who she was arguing with or what the argument was about but i i would love to hear more um did they have to shoot her could they have not tased her because um people who kill lots of people get taken down um she just fired a shot why was she shot? Just asking. I'm shocked that she wasn't killed. So I don't know what her nationality is. She looks African. Shocked. Her last I'm name. Shocked. <laughs> She's black. Um, she her last name. Her name is Portia Odufuwa. So that's an African name for sure. Um, mm, they do have white Africans. She's in white. I I didn't see. Oh yeah, was. she's yeah. she's yeah. definitely not white. She's not white. She's a she's a she's a light skinned um black girl. Yeah, she's not white at all. Doesn't even look she's, remotely white. She's very lucky she's alive. That's all I have to say. You're right about that. Counting her lucky stars, right? Wow. Um. This is a Texas airport. Okay. <laughs> is this the lady who said Chris Brown is her husband? I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so she's crazy. She can she can claim a uh, mental illness. Yeah, she she'll be all right. Mental illness, and she'll be off. If she's gonna say that, she, she better use that tactic. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. Uh, I must say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com and of course everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online twenty four seven. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye. Big thank you for tuning in to Coffee and Toe World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Of course, this is where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments with Me Media. And coming up later on, we do have a lineup. Oh, check out the Rosolo Show, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight on janoreader.com, qmzreader.com viscosityblend.com futurefm.net futurefm 98.9 if you're in the Bronx Westchester or Mount Vernon thank you once again for your support and I'm signing off at qmzradio.com and 